0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by my course, Rest Assured. If you've been struggling with falling asleep, or staying asleep, or just not waking up feeling well rested, you've come to the right place. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia, or CBTI, is the gold standard intervention in the management of insomnia. Rest Assured is a digital course that walks you through CBTI, step by step, with everything you need to succeed. Each of the six weekly modules guides you through some important background information for the different techniques, explores the evidence-based techniques in detail, provides multiple examples of exercises so you can find the one that works for you, and reviews the work you've completed since the last module. And rest assured, it's just not another DIY left to your own devices, but rather, you get direct access to me, a board-certified sleep physician in twice-monthly office hours where you can ask me face-to-face any questions you may have about the course material. So check out www.wellrestedmd.com slash ra to learn more. That's wellrestedmd.com slash ra, or just head to the homepage and click on Courses to learn more. Enjoy the episode. Hey there, friends and neighbors. You're listening to the Well-Rested Podcast, episode number 71, Rest Assured. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Lennon. If you've been struggling with your sleep, wanting to wake well-rested, now you can rest assured. In this week's episode, I'll provide an overview of my brand new online course for Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia, Rest Assured. In episode 43, I formally introduced the concept of CBTI, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia. This is the evidence-based best practice for the treatment of insomnia. Ideally, this is performed one-on-one by a clinical psychologist board certified in behavioral sleep medicine. Unfortunately, there are not a lot of them out there. Thankfully, many more are engaging in telemedicine, expanding access, but wait times may still be long and providers may or may not be in network with your insurance. Check out BehavioralSleep.com to find one in your area. This limited availability of CBTI providers has led to alternative ways for individuals to access the services, including online portals, apps, and courses. As you'll hear in this episode, My CBTI course is a bit of a hybrid, with video-based lessons but also direct access to me to help fill in any gaps. Just as a refresher, as reviewed in episode 43, CBTI is highly effective at improving insomnia. It's the gold standard first-line intervention for insomnia for a reason. CBTI shortens the time it takes to fall asleep. It reduces time spent awake in the middle of the night. It increases the total amount of sleep people achieve across the night. It improves sleep efficiency, the amount of time actually sleeping given the total amount of time spent in bed. Not only does CBTI objectively improve these various sleep metrics, it has been shown to significantly improve insomnia severity, improve subjective sleep quality. CBTI has been shown to improve quality of life. And CBTI is effective whether delivered one-on-one, or in a group, just over the phone, via video calls, in an app, in a book or what you'll hear about in this episode, in a digital course. My digital CBTI course, called Rest Assured, is made up of six modules delivered no sooner than once a week, but designed to be completed at your own pace. Each module has six to seven video lessons and targeted homework aimed at adjusting your sleep and wake habits to improve your sleep timing and sleep quality. In the week one module, I introduce you to the science of sleep and insomnia as we currently understand it. Just as if you were sitting in my office with me, in four lessons we cover the important introductory information necessary to understand the rationale for the remainder of the program. Cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, or CBTI, is not just the gold standard recommendation for insomnia because it's evidence-based, but because it is biologically based. In the first lesson, we cover sleep 101, including the different rhythms of life, that is, the macrostructure of sleep homeostasis and the circadian rhythm. We then zoom in on the microstructure of sleep. The Ultradian rhythm, the different stages of sleep, their proportions, and how they fluctuate across the period of sleep. We look into what's considered the range of normal for duration of sleep and how that evolves across the lifespan. In the second lesson, we cover sleep difficulties and their sources. This includes factors in the sleeping environment, such as light and sound levels, medical disorders and medications that could affect sleep, mental health issues that could interfere with our sleep and intrinsic sleep disorders such as sleep-disordered breathing or restless legs, and how they may present as difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep. In the third lesson, I introduced the framework used to understand insomnia. Codified by the late Art Spielman over 30 years ago, it is known as the 3P model of insomnia. The first P is predisposing, things in your personal and family background that put you at higher risk for sleep problems, but have never directly caused them. The second P is precipitating. This is the sudden life event, the stressor that triggered the onset of sleep trouble, like a change in job, health, or relationships. The third P is perpetuating, the thoughts and behaviors we engage in as a response to the first two Ps in an effort to feel better that ultimately backfire and continue us on the course of ongoing sleep trouble. Since we cannot change what has already happened, the focus of management of insomnia is not on changing your genetics or upbringing or erasing stressful events like an eternal sunshine mind control but rather focusing on the modifiable thoughts and behaviors that perpetuate sleep difficulty. In the final lesson of week 1, we go over basic sleep hygiene. Sleep hygiene is the foundation for decent sleep. It is hard to get there without it, and as we've explored in other episodes, can make a big difference in sleep. However, just hearing about sleep hygiene alone is not good enough. It actually has to be implemented. This includes the general categories of activity, substances, and sleeping environment. In the week 2 module, we're really getting into the weeds of the behavioral management of insomnia across the four lessons. We start in lesson one on a deep dive into the sleep diary, also known as a sleep log. What it is, what to measure, how to use it, and what not to get too worried about. In that while consistency is important, being exact down to the minute is only going to drive you crazy. But the sleep diary is the basis for all kinds of adjustments we make over the coming weeks, so keeping track is important. In lesson two, we go a little deeper into the two-process model of sleep, these are the two main driving factors of our sleep and wake schedule. Process S, also known as the homeostatic sleep drive, is the building pressure to sleep based on how long you've been consecutively awake. Process S is like putting up a dam and actively pumping water up behind the wall the whole time that you're awake. And any anytime you sleep, whether a short nap or all night, is like opening up the dam and relieving that pressure. The longer you pump the water up behind the dam, the stronger the pressure and the easier it is to sleep. This is counterbalanced by process C, known as the circadian rhythm, or the body's internal clock. Circa means about, and dia is day, because the turnaround time is approximately 24 hours, but not exactly. And this flexibility can help or hurt, as we've discussed many times before, like in episode 58. And if process S and process C are not aligned, we can also run into trouble, as discussed in episode 60. Lesson 3 is on sleep restriction the topic of episode 64, we go over the logistics and specifics, including how to utilize the information collected in sleep logs. Most importantly, how to calculate and use this concept of sleep efficiency, the percentage of time spent sleeping out of the total amount of time spent in bed. In lesson four, we pull together some habits to stick with sleep restriction without losing sight of the important sleep hygiene tips reviewed in week one. In the week three module, we continue the journey in behavioral management of insomnia. In Lesson 1, we go over the most recent data from your sleep diary, how to utilize it and interpret it and make upcoming adjustments to your sleep and wake schedule. In Lesson 2, we cover the second important behavioral management strategy after sleep restriction, which is something known as stimulus control. We've discussed this previously in Episode 16 and Episode 44. Simply put, the bed is for sleeping, so if you're not sleeping, then get out of bed. We cover specifically how to go about doing this, including what to do when you do get out of bed and not perpetuate any sleeplessness. It sounds strange, but the ultimate goal is to be sleeping when you're in the bed. So to accomplish that, you need to not be in the bed when you're not sleeping, and we go over how to do that effectively. In lesson three, we start to pull back from the purely behavioral strategies for insomnia, the B -B FCBTI, and look at stress. In the 3P model of insomnia, like in week one, lesson three, the second P is for precipitating factors, the stressors of life that can push us over the edge from being at risk for insomnia to actually experiencing it. We approach stress using the cognitive behavioral model as initially discussed back in episode 42. In lesson 4, using this CBT framework for understanding stress, we go over several of the behavioral relaxation strategies that can be excellent adaptive coping strategies on their own, as well as behavioral tools that improve relaxation in the minutes prior to going to sleep. This includes things like a warm bath to trigger our body's clock to shift to sleep mode, to progressive muscle relaxation, the topic of episode 36, to several breathing exercises to induce the parasympathetic response and trigger physiological relaxation. In the Week 4 module, we are continuing the shift away from purely behavioral approach to incorporating more of the C of the CBTI framework. In Lesson 1, we are again going over your most recent sleep diary information, calculating your sleep efficiency, and using that information to continue making adjustments in your sleep and wake schedule. In Lesson 2, we dive a bit deeper into some of the negative or automatic thoughts that can interfere with our sleep impressions like automatic thoughts emotions and sensations can trigger judgments which are not always accurate or helpful leading to behavior that can disrupt our sleep in lesson three we tackle these judgments specifically what are known as dysfunctional beliefs about sleep as discussed in episode 57 whether the thought or judgment is accurate or misleading isn't quite as important as whether it functionally supports your sleep wellness or sabotages it in lesson four we expand upon the relaxation exercises introduced in the week 3 module, this time focusing less on the physical adjustments we can make to relax, but rather on the mental adjustments we can make to relax. This includes managing our mind with things like a thought record and gratitude practices. In the week 5 module, we dig deeper into the cognitive therapeutics for insomnia. But first, as usual, we start in lesson 1 with reviewing the most recent week's sleep diary data, And using that feedback to inform our upcoming sleep and wake timing adjustments and the ongoing shift from time and bed restriction early in the program to continued sleep expansion after the successful boost in sleep efficiency. In lesson two, we look more closely at the issue of stress and feeling overwhelmed. We discuss specific exercises to help sort through the clutter of mind racing and find alternatives to avoidance behaviors that give our inner worrier the time and space it needs while avoiding the inevitable pushback that comes from just trying to suppress it. In lesson three, we look at a couple more tools in our arsenal against mind racing and automatic thoughts, including problem solving and anticipating upfront what kind of barriers we may face in the implementation of these techniques. In lesson four, just as in the last few weeks, we look again at a wider range of relaxation techniques to help calm our bodies and minds, including an exercise I do in my own family each night at our dinner table. The week six module is the last one of the course, pulling together everything learned over the first five weeks. In lesson one, we go over the most recent week's sleep diary information to make any further adjustments in your sleep and wake timing moving forward. Lesson two brings together several of the techniques learned throughout the course and ties them specifically back to the 3P model of insomnia introduced in week one and how we can use these tools to address your insomnia-perpetuating factors, and how to deal with insomnia-precipitating factors, and even lower your predisposing factors to insomnia. In Lesson 3, we look at what to do if and ever sleep troubles return, including reinforcing the basics emphasized across the course in this podcast, as well as when it's important to seek outside help from a sleep medicine provider to look specifically at other sleep disorders that can masquerade as insomnia. In lesson four, I introduced the idea of the successful sleep plan, utilizing the tools learned across the course. And in lesson five, we pull all these tools together for you using the insomnia inoculation checklist, including all the exercises and techniques introduced from sleep hygiene to behavioral changes or cognitive interventions and relaxation techniques to come up with a personalized action plan in case of emergency, your successful sleep plan. So there you have it. Rest assured the Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia online course from the well-rested MD. No gimmicks, no tricks, no nonsense. Just an accessible format of the same Cognitive Behavioral Therapy for Insomnia intervention discussed in episode 43, the gold standard, first-line recommended treatment for insomnia. Not more drugs or more sleep studies. From the American Academy of Sleep Medicine and the American College of Physicians, if you're experiencing insomnia, the first-line intervention they recommend is CBTI, which is exactly what you'll get with Rest Assured. And not only that, in addition to the weekly video lessons that you can tackle at your own pace, there are several helpful bonuses, including worksheets and audio versions of many of the exercises that you can download as well. And finally, in contrast to many of the DIY formats for CBTI you may find elsewhere, with Rest Assured, you'll get direct access to me, a board certified sleep medicine specialist, with bi-weekly office hours live on video to answer any questions, clarify any points in the video lessons, and assist any student to help master the material to improve his or her sleep. For a limited time, I am offering all of this. Six modules of video lessons dripped once a week of cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, 13 bonus files for download, and ongoing twice-a-month live office hours with me, all of that for free. But spots are limited. Sign up at wellrestedmd.com. Reserve your spot for totally free access to the Rest Assured online course for CBTI at wellrestedmd.com, or get on the waiting list for the next available cohort. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to drop me a voicemail with your questions. That's www.wellrestedmd.com. Thank you and may you sleep well.